All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. That's the one we're starting with. Got it. We've I don't think I ever got an answer to that question. You did get it. <laughs> did I? Yes. Okay. We've got a whole table full today. It's yes. a very small square table, but yes, we do have a full table. It's a little teeny tiny round table. It's a table for one. It's full. Jam freaking packed. Like a bistro table. At a yes. coffee shop. Yeah, a very crowded coffee shop. I just shop. want you to know one. <laughs> Unless you're in bed. Magic moment. Yeah, what logic you. So? Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know, guys. Thanks for joining us today. I'm back. I'm back. Guess who's back? Anyway, I'm not singing. <laughs> I'm back in the saddle again. I can find that song. Oh, no. I know where he was going. Eminem. Eminem. Guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Tell really? a friend. Yes. Yeah. I don't know these things. Oh, dear Lord. Except for in this case, it's guess who's back, back again. Andrew's back. Tell a friend. Yes. We're not like talking. And the tell right that friend to tell M&M. another friend. And no, then, Eminem. Yeah. He's a rapper. Okay. He's from Detroit. Oh my His God. real name is is uh, Marshall. Uh, Marshall Mathers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe we were going with the green and red. That's the Eminem, and I just yeah. got that. Oh my God! It I took you about him my whole life, and I just. I am today. She's known about him her whole life, but he's younger than she is. Okay, I've known about him for a very (laughs) long time. Actually, interesting tidbit there. Uh, Diane went to school with him. His ex-wife. His ex-wife. You know, I've known him. I never put the two together. Yes, Marshall Mathers, (laughs) Eminem. They both start with an M. Anyway, we have a special guest today. So today we have... Just a guest. Oh, very special. She likes windows and everything. She, She thought I was talking about candy. When, when we're talking about rappers. No, she thought. Your mom did. did. Mommy. Lynn knew. So I'm... today we have Mary, we have Andrew, we have Hannah, and we have Lynn. <laughs> straight out of Phoenix. I have a shirt that says straight out of Muskegon. Really? Yeah, a lot of people have that shirt. Not that live in Phoenix. Yes. Not that live in Phoenix. Yeah, I have yet to meet someone. We all yeah, cross uh... the street when, we, when they see me. They think I'm a thug. And, and technically... You know, we're on the west side of Michigan, so you are part of the west side. I am. <laughs> Throw up your gang signs. <laughs> I don't think that's it. No, it's We this. need it's We this. need video. And this is a gang sign. <laughs> we need but video so bad. Isabel like action and then cross those and then put my thumbs up my nose. Isabel you just say your thumbs up your nose. <laughs> Why could I say that? Wow. All right. All right. Okay. So Isabel what? Isabel suggested that we should actually record this, like video record ourselves um, and put it on YouTube and we'd get a lot more followers when, because people are crazy. When Josh? It's because we're all so hot that they would follow us. That's what it is. Well, when summer's over, we won't be hot anymore. Yeah, we'll be pretty cold. I live in Arizona, babe. I'm always hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, welcome, Lynn. Thanks for joining Welcome us today. to the show. And it's good to be here. Yeah. It's nice to have your voice. We'll see. <laughs> it's going to be really weird when you leave and he still has your voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to trade voices and then she's going to go home and Brendan's going to be Brandon like, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait till you Can go you home. imagine me being a delivery driver? I was going to. voice in my face. I was going to say, wait till you go home and you talk to your wife. That would be She'd hilarious. She'd be excited to hear me. She likes you. She would call you on the let's phone just, just say, to hear Andrew's voice. Let's just say the, the viewpoints on that are, it's not that she doesn't like you. It's not that she doesn't like your voice. It's that I'm a guy and I shouldn't have a girl's voice. Are you saying it's okay? You're not living with my wife. Even without that. I wouldn't care. My personal opinion. One I, of my, I, I one of my favorite cool. YouTubers is a transsexual, so... Would I need to be a transsexual? I don't, I, anyway. I don't think the voice really dictates that. No, I mean, it might. So. Okay. Cool. So, on the other podcast, which comes out on Wednesdays, uh, next Wednesday, the 21st, is actually six-month anniversary. We made it six months. We're still together. We haven't separated. I want to know, <laughs> do I get an anniversary gift? I think I've given you a With lot of gifts. all of the murder... Stories that you guys do, you guys still haven't murdered each other. 
Oh, that, you know that will be our grand finale. Okay, oh, okay, that's finale. the final yeah. episode. That's our sawn-off show. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny because today, driving down the road, they were doing work on the side of the road, and they had a wood chipper, and they were. And my oh. first thought was, they oh. kind of scare me. And my second thought was, oh, you could get rid of a body with that. They'd oh, no, never yeah, find it. Can. And um, I looked at Brendan, and I said, Brendan, I said, what's your first thought when you see it? And he looked at me. He rolled his eyes because I know he knew what my thought was. He goes, you mean getting rid of a body? <laughs> Somebody yeah. actually did that, and they got busted. Well, people have done it and gotten away yeah, with the, it. Yeah, uh, I'm sure lots of people have done it. Okay. What well, the the trick is? You put it next to a pig farm and have it launch into the pen. Well, and you have to have a good wood chipper, like the kind they use well, on the side of the road. Well, you have to have a really good wood chipper, and then you actually have to either hose it off extraordinarily well, right. or you have to dump it in the lake. So let's start this over. Welcome to Murder Mischief in Moscato. <laughs> anyway, so. Wednesday the 21st, Murder, Mischief, and Moscato has a six-month anniversary. The, ti- the title is called Life is Like a Box of Stupid. Mary and Hannah do the Darwin Awards. We recognize people who have contributed <clears throat> to human evolution by taking themselves out of the gene pool. That was a funny one to do. Uh, the following Wednesday is called This Arms for You. <clears throat> Something to look forward to comes out every Wednesday right around oh, 6 a.m., and just so you know, Andrew does nothing, kind of like he does every time. Well, you don't really participate in murder mischief. I don't really participate often. in anything, not even this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Your commentary is worth a lot. We've missed you. We have missed you. They Nobody's learned anything they don't need to know from me. <laughs> All right. What are we drinking, guys? Water. The perfect drink. Called the perfect drink. Okay, but you need to explain what that is to our listeners. Delicious. It's a drink. It's it's a drink we kind of just threw together in the kitchen. So it uh it looks like we might be drinking. Baby. It's fake. What you see is fake. Baby see, that's poop. the whole thing. It's, it's an illusion. Fake. It's an illusion, just like the perfect All right. family. Just like pants. Oh. Pants are an illusion too. Yes. You know we have an episode on murder, mischief, and Moscato called "The Perfect Family." My ass. Apparently this drink goes right along it with does. that. It does. It All is. Right. Uh, it's tequila, grapefruit juice, grapefruit juice, simple syrup, lime juice, and a little lavender flavoring syrup. Why is it lavender blue? Because it was always, and we added food coloring, so it was pretty. Because because appearances looks, are important. Because uh, yes, because appearances <laughs> are important. Wow. It was. It was it kind, kind of a of muddy, was, murky color. It was kind of the color of a wet paper bag. Oh, yeah. Mm. Sorry, okay. I'm new to this stuff. A majority of it will get cut anyway, yeah. just because it doesn't pick it up enough to. All right. So. So we are going to do national days, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start with mine. <clears throat> Somebody's get grabbing the attention. He's a headliner. Always. He's a headliner. Yeah. Have you met me? Now, my national day is National World Listening Day. Now, I was told that this was a boring day, but I feel like it is something that we need to make sure people know about, and that is. If it's National World Listening Day, then everybody in the world should be listening. And if everybody's listening, nobody's talking. So it's very quiet. It should be a very, very quiet day. And I'm thinking they should be listening to the world. To this! No, to us. Oh, to us. To, to us. us! And technically, anyway, <laughs> we're recording on a different day, so we're not actually talking on World Listening Day. So we might be observing. So you should, too. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> But in actuality, it has something to do with science, and that was boring, so I just wanted to be a jackass. Moving on. Andrew's back. Back again. <laughs> back in the That's going to be a thing. He's a back in the saddle. All right. I have National Caviar Day. Gross. It's have fish you, eggs. Have, have you, Let's have move you on. ever tried it? tried it? Yes. Oh. I have not. It I looks, have not. It looks gross. I don't care to. I'm not ostentatious. I don't. But, I don't need that to prove my wallet. I'm not blasé. Well, I'm not me, bougie enough for California. When I moved, I didn't buy it. When I moved to Arizona, the neighborhood I moved into brought us a welcome basket, and it had a jar of caviar in it. I'm not sure if they wanted her there. Or they were trying <clears> to get her to leave. <sighs> Looks like they succeeded. <laughs> She's back in Michigan. <laughs> All right. All right, mine is... Um, oh, oh, no, hold on. So National Caviar Day recognizes a seafood delicacy. The day also is about raising awareness about the survival of the sturgeon. 
So caviar is simply sturgeon fish eggs, and there are several species of sturgeon. As a result, the caviar varies in colors. <clears throat> caviar is very full of protein and vitamins. Um, so the U.S. led a distribution at 600 tons per year until around the year of 1900. At that point in time, the overharvesting of sturgeon, uh, sturgeon obviously were very, the, their populations were super low. The U.S. banned harvesting for a time to protect the fish from becoming extinct. And the population of the sturgeon has not sufficiently recovered, even now. So we're going to keep eating their eggs? <clears throat> sturgeon don't actually reach maturity until they are between 6 and 25 years old, which is when they start producing their eggs. They're pretty big, aren't they? Yeah, sturgeon yeah. are very big. Um, so a lot of them, they now have sturgeon farms. They breed them. Um, so the day just serves both as an awareness of the food source and a celebration of a delicacy, which to each their own. So learn a little bit about your ancient sturgeon, tour a hatchery, an aquarium. While you're exploring the vast history of this amazing fish, enjoy some fair trade caviar and make sure that you post on your social media using hashtag National Caviar Day. Or don't. Because <clears throat> or don't. Yeah. I think bats might like it. She, Help she the sturgeon and don't post it. Because if caviar is sturgeon eggs and their population is low, if we stop eating it, then their population might boom. I think you're talking to the wrong people when you say that at this table. Because I don't think any of us are eating caviar. I don't think any of us are eating caviar. I'm not just speaking to the people at this table now, am I? True. <gasps> Good point. All right. <sighs> Philosophical. All right, Lynn. Hit us. All right. Not don't, literally. Not, well, <laughs> I was leaping for them right now. I know. Uh, to tie into our drink, it is also National Perfect Family Day. My holiday is, is one that is uh, near and dear to my heart. Growing up in our family, as my sisters can attest, it made me so aware of how wonderful family is. Listening to these podcasts has affirmed my belief in the perfect family. So... Happy Perfect Family Day from one perfect family to another. Beautiful. Well done. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, now done. I need a drink. <laughs> I've oh, been drinking. Oh, good golly. <laughs> oh. All right. I have National Ice Cream Day, although it is traditionally the third Sunday of every July, as proclaimed by President Reagan in 1984. I believe every day should be Ice Cream Day. Americans actually lead the world. They average... 23 gallons of ice cream per person per year. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yep. Back up. That's me in a week. Back <laughs> up. I, we don't even eat a gallon in our house. 23 gallons per person per year on average. That doesn't okay. mean every on single average. person. I, right. I might probably don't even go through two gallons in a year. Yeah, that would be me as well. As much as I like ice cream, I'm a couple of That's bites and I'm good. Insane. Think about it, 23 gallons That's per a half year. gallon every week. It's a little more than a half a gallon every week. How many people eat a lot of ice cream? Less than half it's, a gallon. It's mm -hmm. less than half a gallon because yeah, 23, 23 is... times 2 is only 46. There are 52 weeks in a year, Mary. Thanks it's for, close to that. Thanks for being my mathematician. Well, I, I was you know say that the I have same with yes, yeah, yes, yes, we do, Mary. Yes, I we do. do. And such as the decade of 1983. Mm, that wasn't mine. July is also <laughs> National Ice Cream Month. Ice cream can be found in some form all the way back to the 7th century. The what? The 7th century, as ah. in 600 A.D. Okay, I thought you were stumbling over your words. No, 7th okay. century. Okay. No, that's cool. It was first made from flour, buffalo milk. Hold on, Mary might throw up on the table. And if she squirts it out of her nose, you win. <laughs> And camphor, which is an ingredient typically found in lotions. Delicious. I, I ice see cream. why people eat so much of it. <laughs> more modern ice cream, more like we know it, gelato or a more milk cream-based ice cream, was actually first introduced to the public around 1660. So the Just government so, was holding And it was it sold themselves. in Paris. Everyone has their favorite brand or their own homemade recipe that they prefer and even those with dairy intolerances are able to enjoy a sweet treat now thanks to all of the different non-dairy yeah. options that are out there so if you're an ice cream lover like many people 
Enjoy a scoop today. Happy with a little caviar. Share it with and your share perfect, it with your perfect, perfect family, family. Well, in well, silence. While listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody know who Robert Reed is? I think he's uh, was my next door neighbor. Sounds like a guy who reads a lot. Robert Reed is a businessman in a small Florida town. Robert is a certified personal trainer. He wanted to open his own gym. Robert needed a building for his business, and he needed some property for the building to sit on. So Robert, being a fairly intelligent man, begins to search for a building to open his gym in. He finds the perfect building. Walmart. Anyway. It's a municipal building. It's a structure, a dwelling, garage, or shelter that's owned, leased, or otherwise being used by the city. If the town council agrees to sell him the building, he'll also receive a large parking lot for the customers to park in. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. The city council agrees to sell him the building and the parking lot. So Robert's doing well. Got a building, he's got the property, he's got a parking lot for his customers. Lawyers get involved. What could go wrong there? Papers you said are... Florida, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Papers are drawn up, money is exchanged, signatures are procur- procured, which all leads to transferring the property to Robert. Now Robert goes to the county property appraiser's office to get his new address for his property. Okay. <clears throat> so, was his real name Robert Reed? It really was. Okay. Robert is very surprised to learn that he is now the proud owner, proud owner of the town's water tower. Oh shit! He didn't tour it first. Like if you're buying property, like when I buy a house, was an accident. They accidentally included the parcel the water tower was sitting on in the paperwork. Oh, so he owns what he wanted plus. Plus the water towers, just the me too. That's why I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, well, your customers can work out by climbing the ladder, running around, climbing back down, climbing back up, running around, climbing back down. It needs to be painted. You could also do pull ups. Pull ups, guys. And you can always stay hydrated. You just gotta have straws coming off the top. When it needs to be painted, there's another whole new kind of workout for your customers. Someone lost their job over this, just so you know. But Robert Reed transferred the deed to the water tower back to the town. That was very kind of What's him. What's the lesson here? Always read your paperwork before fixing your signature. I don't know what that's like. Oh. Right. Readings for the week. All right. All right. We've covered a lot of Bigfoot Sasquatch stuff here. And tell me something I didn't need to know. Halfway. Oh, Bigfoot has covered comes to be. Perfect. <laughs> in January, we brought you the story of Oklahoma Representative Justin Humphrey, who's trying to pass a bill that provides hunters with a hunting season for Bigfoot. Your husband found that very interesting. I know. He has a license. Does he? Yes, he does. He I has a love it. Love it. After a few weeks, the bill actually died in committee, but that has not stopped old Justin from trying new ideas. Humphrey claims that the area, this area of Oklahoma has the ninth most sightings in the world of Bigfoot. And now Humphrey is working with state officials to set up rules for a Sasquatch quest. He points out the idea that it's not to kill anything, but we're going to capture Bigfoot unharmed and without breaking any Oklahoma laws. Is this, how old is this man? Because is he actually, maybe he's going through. He's a government employee. People... They also are capable. him into office. They are also capable of having dementia. Well, then I have a question. Let's just hypothetically say someone captures Bigfoot. How big of a fucking cage do you need? Just, just, just go with me here. Hypothetically, they've captured Bigfoot alive. Now you know the government's going to want to do some tests on Bigfoot. The first thing they're probably going to do is some sort of DNA or genetic sequencing. If it turns out that Bigfoot has human DNA in him, can they be charged with kidnapping? <laughs> you know, I wasn't good. sure where you were going with that, but that that's was, a good one. That was. That's that was that very good. good. That was good. Okay. Good question. I'm just waiting for Bigfoot to, you know, tweet us. Um, <laughs> Humphrey's, talking uh, about me. Humphrey's original plan suggested the lawmakers set aside a $25,000 bounty. But an upcoming Hollywood Bigfoot movie also pledged $2 million if you capture Bigfoot alive. Well, another Oklahoma business promised an additional 100000 Why are we sitting here? Why aren't we all in Oklahoma? 
using Larry's license. No, no, no. With a big giant no. cage. I'm not for a Bigfoot hat. I just so figure that's I, that's all you need. I have a secondary question. Okay. What happens if they catch Bigfoot, like on the other side of the state line? Ooh. Do they not get qualify. any reward? Exactly. Doesn't qualify. Who's telling me you caught him on the wrong side of the state line? I'm sure you. Maybe just... Bigfoot can talk. Yeah. Who's He's like, guy? I was standing here on purpose, assholes. <laughs> He's lying because we caught him and he wants us to let him go. Everyone knows Bigfoot. At that point, it becomes a he said, she said yeah. case. And who are you going to believe? The person who brought him in to the people who want him or the Bigfoot who doesn't The guy who's want been to. avoiding being caught for three years. years. It's yeah. a bit like catching a felon. Who yeah. are you going to believe? The bounty hunter right. or the felon? All right. Lovely. All right. We've got one more. All right. Everybody's pretty familiar with TikTok? Doc? No. TikTok? Um, I know what it I've is. I've actually never seen it. I've never used it. Me either. I'm not familiar with it. No. I, I know what it is. But that's the first sentence of my story, my little tidbit. All right. <laughs> All right. Does anyone know the user at Songs by Ralph? Obviously not. Nobody here has actually used TikTok. <laughs> Probably not, then. Hey, Mom. Has this guy paid us? It's not a guy. It's a girl. Has it's this lady woman. paid us? Are we free advertising for this? We are. No. We are, in fact, spreading this person's so, name for no reason. Raffaella does videos and so stuff on TikTok. She and her best friend are walking along Sunset Boulevard. They're making a video about some of the gorgeous flowers that they were encountering on their journey. Was she taking a selfie and got hit by a car? No. Damn. They just, they had just, the two of them had left a friend's birthday party. They'd had a couple glasses of wine. They're feeling pretty silly. I think we can all understand that part. No, I can't. I've never been silly in my life. Raffaella and her friend are, are from Canada, so they're visiting. And they're enjoying the new beautiful foliage along the way. They're smelling it. They're admiring it. The flowers are large. They're larger than their hands. They're tulip-shaped. They're bright yellow. And they have a very intoxicating fragrance. So Raffaella and her friends spent most of the night smelling these very amazing flowers. Opium? I don't think you can just smell it. That comes from poppies. Poppies are red, and I don't think you... Not all poppies are red. No, it wasn't opium. Okay. By the end of the night, both girls are pretty fucked up. They go to bed. They have crazy fucking ass dreams. How did they sniff? And they experience sleep paralysis. The flower that Raphael and her friend had been smelling was actually angel's trumpet, which is regularly used as a hallucination. I'm writing this down. The flower? <laughs> no, no special reason, but angel's trumpet. How do you spell that? <laughs> the flowers usually brewed as a tea or the leaves are dried. And so angel's trumpet contains large amounts of belladonna alkaloids. Which include atropine, um, hyoscyamine, something, and scopolamine. Scopolamine. I'm sure you didn't butcher any of those. (laughs) Scopolamine is also known as devil's breath, has a large reputation as being extremely dangerous, Mm -hmm. and is often used to commit crimes in Colombia. Mm hmm. So this is like twofold. You can like get high off this and kill someone. Yes. When used by criminals, devil's breath is extracted from the plant rather than ingested. Extracted. They turn it into a pill or powder form, and criminals are even able to actually blow the powder into the victim's face. You have to be careful with that. Oops, wrong way. (laughs) It actually actually has been known to put people out for over 24 hours. You live in Arizona, like... If they don't have air conditioning in their windows and they have to have like a fan or something, you just stand outside there. No one. That's no one. Oh, that's just dumb. So Raffaella basically says, turns out the flower is super poisonous and we accidentally drugged ourselves like idiots. <laughs> Why is it growing everywhere mm-hmm. along the where they can just... I don't know. I feel like there's more to the story. There's no way they went somewhere they shouldn't have been. I can't imagine like... A- it's just growing along the public street sidewalk. Yeah, that I'm gonna say sus on that one. That one's All a right. little. What were those girls really doing? All right, drinking wine. There, I know I'm something. assuming okay. there was a lady or something, <clears throat> a, a, a person with a house that was like, I put these out front. How many people are gonna get fucked up? I would do it. Okay, but if you do that and people get sick and die, can you be sued? No, you didn't. You, you did didn't not force them to sniff to your flowers. It, it could be a form of self-defense. Yeah, you are defending your yard. From being smelled. Yes. All right. Don't sniff my yard. Frank Hayes. Does that name strike a bell, Giovanna? Frank Hayes. 
She has a lot of ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to think if it sounds familiar. Because it does vaguely, but I don't vaguely. know why. It's vaguely. A vaguely. How about if I tell you he rode horses? Mm-mm. How about if I name the horse Sweet Kiss? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spill it. Now then. it's... The jockey who died while winning. He, he had a heart attack on the back of his horse and was still on top of the horse when it crossed the finish line first. I always... I still think that he took first, I'm just saying. All right, so the race was his second race. You didn't mention that in the thing, so I'm just I'm just sharing a little, because I found that, I don't know why, but that one I just was like, that's the craziest freak. And that one out of all those ones was to me... This is a reference back to the 35 stupid ways to die. Yes, yes. So um, it was only a second race. That's kind of awesome. And it was sad at the same time. Yeah, it was the, his only win. So uh, was his last win. He yes. had a fifty percent win ratio. That's pretty damn amazing. That actually, you know, that is that's good. <laughs> okay, that is all right. So uh, Hayes was actually a trainer and a stable hand. He was not normally a jockey. Oh, so he wasn't jockey size. I found out jockeys can only weigh like I think one hundred and eighteen pounds. Yeah, they're small. Their, they're really small. They're, they're maxed out at one hundred and eight. Mm-hmm. Pounds. Yeah, he I'd didn't have to weigh ride two horses for that. 118 pounds three days before. He had to lose 12 pounds in three days. Oh my God. Jesus. No yep. wonder he had a heart attack. Yep. The only way you can really do that is by losing a lot of water. Yeah. It's sweating it out or something. Um, yeah. And Anybody whose kid played res- did wrestling yep. is and they familiar talked about, with They talked about wrestling. Yeah. But the thing about sweating it out is when you it's lose dangerous. that much water, it throws your electrolytes off, which causes. Heart issues. Heart issues. Yep. He killed so, himself. <gasps> to win. suicide. So, there is that. But, yeah. Is he suicide or wow. did he murder himself? So, yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So, I just thought that was interesting and I want to know more about him. But, uh, it was, obviously, like I said, it was only a second race. 50% win race. It was also the last race of the horse Sweet Kiss, which uh, was renamed or is now known as Sweet Kiss of Death. Was also Frank's last race, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Second. Nice. Yeah, so I just that was very interesting. So, so could you say that he was first and last? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. I have a little story for us. Okay. Andrew unknowingly picked this story. All right? You're welcome. Okay. I stand by it. In the 1600s, Pineapples were a rare and exotic fruit in Europe and the colonies. Did you know that? I guess I hadn't thought about pineapples. I don't really think about what. I hear coconuts were popular. (laughs) 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 This is not the first time that Monty Python has been referenced in our podcast. I know. By the 17th century, pineapples were being grown in hot houses in England and in the Netherlands. But high demand and low supply made the pineapple a symbol of wealth and luxury. Ooh. In the colonies, pineapples were actually imported from the Caribbean, and they could cost as much as $8,000 in today's money. Holy shit. Can you imagine going to Meyer and being like, Oh, look at the pineapples. They're only $8,000. I'll have one today. But that's the thing. Like, rich, rich, rich people. Right. Like, it was a very... Like, Gates or Elon right. or somebody yeah. like that. They probably eat stuff like that. Because I've seen those weird things in magazines where they have, like, gold-plated ice cream that's actually made with flakes of gold and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And then probably top with caviar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I look at that and they're, like, the most expensive ice cream sundae in the world. And they're... They cost like crap like that, and I'm like, yeah. do people really? Eat? Oh yes, they do, because you know if you're yeah, a, do something with their money. if you're yeah. a billionaire, just whatever. Okay. There was even a pineapple rental market. They look wealthy. People could rent a pineapple for the night. Yeah, just for the night. Now you didn't eat the pineapple, obviously, because then you don't get your deposit back. Well, a lot of that you have to pay the whole thing. Because think about it, if it's $8,000, you, you paid, what, 1000 to rent it or 100 to rent it. They know You're going to pay 8, more than 1000 because the pineapple's not good for eight nights. I don't know I how long the pineapple is good for. Did you find out what the rental cost was? No, it didn't say. Damn it. A lot of people who rented pineapples would take them to parties 
and take them like a date. Yes, actually, here's the thing: they would carry them around as an accessory, as a status symbol to show <laughs> off how wealthy they were. I couldn't like find a purse to match my pineapple. In your purse. In your purse. Hi, my name's Paris, and I have a pineapple. Some people would rent them and use them as centerpieces at their own That's more dinner parties so to show off oh, their wealth. Well, not, not with my friends. I'd worry some would steal that. I was just thinking I'd be at that party going, yeah, mine. Check this out. You're not getting your deposit back. <laughs> you don't like when you just go and stab it a couple times. <laughs> what do you mean we can't eat this down? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was part of dinner. I didn't know it was a rental. <laughs> you rented this pineapple? Did you see your pineapple? I heard she rented it. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, exactly. How absolutely ridiculous this seems now. It's no, it's like showing up to your class reunion in a rented sports. Mine's not Stop rented. I own it. Telling my secrets. That's why I was looking at you, because that's so merry. Here's looking at you, kid. But apparently the days of pineapple as a status symbol aren't exactly over. Since when? That's not good to know. I'm bringing it out. Are you Shit, I deliver, a lot, I deliver a lot of high-profile pizzas. I'm just saying. Are you <laughs> wondering if I'm drunk? Because I assure you I am not. Enter the pink glow pineapple. Does it drive a car with glow-in-the-dark tires? No. The Del Monte Company... Remember the Del Monte company? They're still in existence. I, oddly enough, I thought haven't thought about the company in years. I didn't know they still existed. I they don't still know do I ever thought that I thought about them. Del Monte pineapple. We used to, yeah, when we were kids, Mom used to buy Del Monte. I think we had like a Del Monte bear she got when she saved UPC symbols and sent them in for a... Dole is my pineapple of choice. I'm sorry. I think that out of the two pineapples, if I'm going to have pineapple, I prefer Dole. You I think might, it's all a fruit. Away. You might change your mind at the end of this story. Okay, let's, let's I won't, see. but go on. After 16 years of bioengineering, Ooh. The Del Monte Company has released a truly pink pineapple. Yeah, I gotta see it. They are touted as exclusive and luxurious. The jewel of the jungle, if you will. <laughs> the pink glow pineapple looks different, and they taste different, too. And Lynn has looked it up. If you took a dragon fruit, if you've ever seen a dragon fruit, and you, a dragon fruit and a pineapple had That's a baby. That's fake. That's not the pink glow pineapple. That is fake. That oh, is you not just the... blew her bubble. Sorry. She just burst it all over the place. Now Excuse we... me, people. I have to go cry now. Hold on. Listen. So, not only do they look different, they taste different, too. They are grown only in the south central region of Costa Rica. Looks like a watermelon. I think that's fake, too, because that's like see. a watermelon inside. Yeah, that is also not a pink pineapple. I guess that one. Where the soil and the climate are ideal... Where the soil and the climate are ideal for this peculiar new fruit. On the outside, they look more or less like a normal pineapple. On the inside, they are pink, but not bright pink. I think I found a real one. But pale pink, like a tasteless watermelon. Like a grapefruit. Or perhaps like a canned ham. It is definitely an odd shade of pink. It is reported to have a candy-like aroma. Some say that the taste has notes of candy pineapple to it. It is said to be... A unique taste. Delicious, less sour, less acidic, juicier, sweeter. The website says, experience a taste of a remote paradise where compasses spin wildly, life is over the top, and pineapples are pink. How much do they cost? We'll get to that. Okay. The pink color is a result of lycopene, which is a natural pigment that's also found in red produce like watermelons and tomatoes. It actually is good for you. I sell like a peen in capsule form. The pink glow, pineapple, is only available through a link on a website by Fresh Del Monte. They are grown on a carbon neutral farm with rich, fertile volcanic soil. Yeah, it must be in California. It's in Costa Rica. I already said that. The pineapples are grown in limited quantities. It can take up to 24 months to grow a single pineapple. I'm fairly certain I've already established things. <laughs> the pineapples are hand harvested. The pineapples are sustainably sourced. When they are harvested, the crowns are actually removed from the pineapple prior to them being shipped so that they the crowns can be replanted 
to sustainably cultivate the crop. Okay. The pink glow pineapple is available nationwide. The petite pink glow pineapple is available only in the greater Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area. The exception to the availability is Hawaii because Hawaii has a law prohibiting shipping pineapples into the state. Because they have dole. Yes. The, the pink glow has a limited availability, as we already talked about, but it means that you are allowed to only order one pink glow pineapple at a time. When you sure. order a pink glow, you will receive a certificate of authenticity along with oh, your pineapple. I order one every like 10 minutes. Fucking sakes. This rare treat is clearly not an everyday treat because for a mere $49 plus shipping costs per pineapple. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's so cheap. You could be one of the lucky few to own this elite status symbol. $49, that's not a status symbol, not, I'm sorry. That's I not $8,000. Yeah, no. I know. Buy one and you can be the envy of all your friends. Can you or rent Because a they pineapple. look the same on the outside and they're pink on the inside. You know, how you, take the water, you know how you take the watermelon and you cut a hole and you alcohol it? You could just take red, I don't know, some sort of a syrup, like a <laughs> pomegranate syrup or some syrup that's sugary. And do the same thing. And while you're at it, then we could do the vodka to it. And then we'll really be the top. So if you'd like to check it out for yourself, you can at www.pinkglowpineapple.com. If any of our listeners choose to do that, feel free to shoot us a photo. Because I want to see you with your... And I want to see the certificate. I want to see the certificate of authenticity. In fact, if you wanted to make a video of yourself cutting it open and stuff, I mean, I really legitimately would be interested in seeing a for real, not just a photo. Yeah. Yeah. So, our other story is called, I think I need a bigger box. Is this a dick in the box joke? Dick in the box joke? (laughs) (laughs) Another thing we could teach. No. Make a note. Make a Tell note. Tell me a something note. I didn't need to know. This <sighs> it show's amazing. Oh, my gosh. All right. 1965. Brian Robson is 19 years old. He's at school. He wants to go home to Wales. He's been in uh, Austria okay. for about a year. Awesome. So he decides to go home to Wales. He's pretty de- desperately homesick, but he only makes 40 pounds a month because he works for the Victorian Railways. And the plane ticket is 700 pounds. So he doesn't have enough money for a plane ticket. So after he talks to his friends, he catches a plan. And he talks to his friends. And it takes him a week. A week to talk his friends into this plan. If it takes you a week to talk two friends into a plan, it might not be a good plan. Or it might be a great plan. Or maybe your friends suck. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even, I don't think I'd have to talk my friends into anything. All I have to do is say, hey, and they're in. Well, <laughs> so Brian... Knows these two friends, he works with them, is Paul and John. They're Irish. They hack him into a box that is the size of a mini. They nail it shut and they send it off as cargo on a flight from Melbourne to London. At least that was the plan. Good plans never go the way you expect. Brian says he had to ask for help because Paul actually had access to a typewriter to fill out the paperwork so he could be mailed. Brian says Paul was really 100% against it. But John said, don't worry about it. I'll get him to do it. They didn't poke holes in the box, did they? So they both went ahead and they went They went forward with the plan. They put him in the box. And in the box, Brian takes with him a pillow, a torch, which is also known as a flashlight. Yeah. His suitcase. A book of Beatles songs. Dear God. And two bottles. How, is he a midget? I... Two bottles. A mini fridge. I know. That's why I'm asking. Is he a midget? It must be a big box. No, it's the size of a mini fridge. The box is the size of a mini yes. fridge? Yes. I like this. One of the bottles has water to drink. The other's for his urine. Yes. The other's for... Very good. You know, Brian? <laughs> no, I've done this. <laughs> She's done this. So Brian is now 75 years old, so he recounts his journey with us. He's not expecting a luxurious trip by any means, but it was only 36 hours. He's only going to be in the box for 36 hours. It's a direct flight. Is there someone on the other end to meet him and get him back out of the box? 
Or does he have to hatch out like a baby bird? I don't know. The box. So I'm the I'm j- all I've got. I just um, can picture it on your report. A box just starts kind of rocking. <laughs> all I can imagine is Ace Ventura. <laughs> trying to get out of the rhino. <laughs> all right. So one of the gentleman friends labels the box as a computer so that they'll treat it gently. He's going on the Qantas airline. I need a recap on this real quick. Okay. When, what was the date on this? 1965. Computer. In 65, I'm just saying. Yeah, I they, had, they did have computers. They had computers and they were large. They were very large. Yes, I understand. That's my thought. Computers were like monstrous things. Like they were not These are young the people. size of a... Have you ever known young people to actually think right? And they were two Irish dudes packaging him up. They're probably all shrunk up while they were putting him in this box. Is that a stereotype? I was going to say, American stereotype. All right. We've done some stories on the Irish. So, we are. Brian. I'm not. Brian is supposed to be on the Qantas flight, which is the direct flight. Flight's a little full, though. There's no room for his box. They put him on a Pan Am flight. The Pan Am flight goes to Los Angeles. Oh, Jesus. Well, this town isn't what I remember. (laughs) Brian says the airplane's hold was. Freezing cold or boiling hot. He had a hard time breathing. By the time the plane landed in Sydney, he had been left upside down for 22 hours. Oh, Jesus. Despite the fact that there were this side up labels on the crate. Okay, I just, nah, I just. A part of me wants to know as a female how it would work to pee in that bottle, or did he just. Can, can a guy pee upside down in a box? I'm sure we can. I've never tried it, but I can do that at home tonight. Would okay, you stuff yourself into a box, okay. upside down, I have, and see if you can pee into a bottle I for have us. the perfect box okay. at home for this. I can test this. I can test this tonight. I, I, just, I just can't like, <laughs> okay. get that part of the visual of going to pee in a <laughs> bottle and having it just... All over your face. All over your okay. face. I imagine... Okay, hold is on. Is a golden I am, shower if you pee on yourself, X? Is that still a golden shower? <laughs> I imagine if you're fully erect, it'd probably be a little easier. <laughs> okay, so first leg of the trip ends up in Los Angeles. The second leg of the trip ends up in Sydney, where the box is now left alone upside down for 22 hours. So they leave Sydney, and Brian figures when they land, he's going to be in London. Hold on, wait. Didn't he leave start in Melbourne? So he, he left Australia, flew to the U.S., and then flew back to Australia before flying on to London. But hold that he was from... Down under. No, where, start over again. He where was, was he at? I thought it was somewhere completely different than that. I thought he was in Wales and wanted to go to Melbourne. No, he wanted no. to go to Wales. He started from... He, the direct flight was from Melbourne to London. He, he wants to end to up Wales. in Wales. Right. So So... What happened was, he started in Melbourne, right, which I is in Australia. Part. No, no, I get that, Johan. Right, here's my confusion. He, he starts in Los Melbourne, Angeles. he flies to the U.S., and then he flies back to Australia. Yes. I get that part, but the Wales Why? and the London, I thought he was going to Wales, which London isn't in Wales, so then I was confused. He wasn't on the right flight, either. Ah, that's right. Okay, that's yes. right. But I'm just confused so, why the do-do-do-do. So after this leg, Brian figures he's in London. They take the box and they cart it off to a freight shed where he peeks through a hole in the, in the box and he catches eyes with a very frightened U.S. Customs official. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> box should have said Bigfoot. Ooh. The official thought there was a dead body inside the box. Yes, How because... was this hole that you could Big enough that he could apparently see an eyeball till the eye blinked and then he realized that the body wasn't dead. So they get him out of the box... He's now interrogated by the FBI. Wait, 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 wait. What? They are the currently FBI? in Australia? The FBI is not in Australia. I was going to say that. The CIA maybe, but the FBI is U.S. I don't only. Think the CIA is either. Yes, CIA is overseas. FBI is U.S. only. Yeah. But that's a U.S. thing, the CIA. Yeah, it is, is a U.S. US. This wouldn't be a U.S. investigation. Nope. No. It would be an Australian. If, if so they were in Australia. Thing. Which is why I'm like, the FBI. I think he's making the story. I think he's been drinking a little. So Brian's legs had been cramped up inside the box for so long, they actually had to take him to the hospital before he could go any Oh, my God, I just, oh, yeah. yeah, That 
Like an hour and I'm in agony. So the FBI, FBI interrogates him, decides he's not a threat. They decide not to press charges. And after he recovers in the hospital, they fly him to London on a regular commercial flight. Australia so he got rewarded. then decides they have to decide if they're going to take any action against him. They decide, no, they're not going to take any action against him either. Brian says he has written to Paul and John to thank them for their help, but he never did hear back from them. He knows that they came from Ireland. They went to school together. He's not really sure where. Brian they says, very good friends, were they? <laughs> no, he basically worked with them. If he met him again, he'd like to tell him he's sorry he got him into this. He missed him when he got back, and he wanted to buy him a drink. That's what he said about them. We should track them down there and get is, them together. He actually wrote a book about this. It is called The Crate Escape. There's also a film that came out about this. I get it. You are a quick one. Looking back on his plan, he says at this point in time, it was stupidity. If my kids tried it, I'd kill them. <laughs> but, as we frequently say, it was a different time. This is true. We do frequently say We do that. frequently say it was a different time. <clears throat> That's the story of Brian Robson. Wow. Brian Robson. Yeah. All right. Instead of mail himself home, literally. Instead of mailing his children down that's the road. Right. That's right. Brian Robson. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that, the, are those our stories for today? Those are the stories for today. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, this is Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know, starring myself, my mother, Mary, my Aunt Johanna, and my Aunt Lynn today. So big round of applause for Aunt Lynn. She's you know, first recording. Good job. woo if you like what you heard today, you can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at TMSIDNTK at gmail.com. You are not nearly as fast as that at that as I am, just so you know. I've been listening. We're not trying to be fast. <laughs> We're also on Twitter. You can tweet at us or, you know, I can't remember the words that you used because we're on several different social media platforms. Um, yeah, I can't remember the words you used, but, yeah, you can tweet at us. You can Facebook message us. You can. If you have suggestions, ideas, or comments, shoot them my way. I've got some really awesome ideas, some really amazing stories from some listeners. Have you gotten any bad ones, though? I'm sure we have, but I tell them all the time we're going to ignore them anyway. And if, if we're going to ignore them, then we're not going to openly give them props on the show. So, <laughs> please follow the podcast. Give us a like, a rating, a review, a... If you don't like us, still do it anyway. We could definitely benefit from that. <laughs> um, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Breaker, Podchaser. We're everywhere. everywhere. I'm, I'm done naming all these off. Look under your bed. We are everywhere. <laughs> and if we're not there, anyway. <laughs> we were. If we're you not there, us. yeah. <laughs> if you don't find us there, look in the closet. Feel free to share the podcast. We are not in the ideas. closet. If anybody has their own podcast, wants to cross advertise, give us a holler. We're if you don't want to cross advertise, give us a holler anyway. Yeah, very interesting. I like doing things that people don't want to do. We've missed you. So the final thought. Till next time. This is my personal final thought. Till next time. I really want to mail myself somewhere. There's <laughs> two stories now. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.